welcome to the Twiniversity Podcast, a show created exclusively for parents of twins. I'm your host, Natalie Diaz. I am a mom of twins. I am also the Twiniversity founder, and I am the best-selling author of the book, What to Do When You're Having Two. Our goal at Twiniversity is to make sure that you always feel connected, we laugh at the little things, and we really do get to teach you a few tricks along the way. And that is what we hope this podcast is about to do. So welcome to Twiniversity. You'll always hear me say that twin parents have the most questions about four major topics, help, breastfeeding, strollers, and sleep. Well, we could help you with all of them, but today I want to talk about what we recommend to new parents when it comes to sleep. Swaddle, swaddle, and swaddle. It mimics the womb, it helps control their moral reflex, and it keeps them comfy and cozy. And what swaddle should you use? Why, I thought you'd never ask. My all-time favorite swaddle is the Swaddle Up from Love to Dream. The Swaddle Up allows your twins to sleep with their arms up, which is a much more natural sleep position for them. Like, seriously, think about it. When was the last time you saw an unswaddled baby sleep? Were their hands at their sides? Correct, they aren't. They're usually in like a pause up position and the love to dream swaddle up gives them the flexibility to keep their hands in that more natural position while still feeling as snug as a bug in a rug. The swaddle up allows for a better night's sleep for your twins, which guess what? That means a better night's sleep for you. The two-way zipper makes it super easy for diaper changes and a quick swaddle in seconds with no breakouts. The certified hip-healthy design makes it safe for your 20s, hips, and legs, and a single layer of fabric reduces the risk of overheating. For more information, visit our friends at lovetodream.com and sweet dreams. Holy smoke. I had so much fun. So I just finished talking to Catherine. So that's our, our guest for today. And we are talking to Catherine West Dargan. So Catherine is currently 36 weeks and one day pregnant with identical 20s. She has an almost four-year-old daughter. And what I really think is interesting is that she places a very big emphasis on exercise and fitness and movement. And she really, she's done a great job and she believes that all the work that she does to make sure that her body and her mind are well translated beautifully into her first pregnancy. And clearly she's doing something right because she's doing great at 36 one day with identicals. So she's doing the same thing this time around and hopefully will have the same amazing results as she did. So we're going to talk about, you know, different techniques that you could do throughout your day to get your body moving. We're certainly not not using this podcast episode to be like, here's how you're going to run your first 5k in you know, 19 days after you deliver your 20s. That is not what this is about. This is about, you know, taking care of yourself in ways that are important to you, and not letting, you know, your pregnancy interfere with a wish that you have. Now, of course, everybody's pregnancy is different. So your doctor may be like, absolutely not, Nat, you can't do anything. But if you had always been moving 
don't change too many things as long as your doctor says that it's okay. So I can't wait for you to meet her. She was so much fun. I loved it. I'm going to start breathing today. Um, I'm breathing all, you know, regular right now, but I'm going to breathe special like Catherine tells me to. So here she is, my good friend, Catherine. So enjoy this episode. Catherine, I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Thank you for playing with us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I'm excited too. So I uh, live the life of a sloth is really, that's my, my right now. It depends. I really go in ebbs and flows with my universe, but I do clearly remember that during the time of pregnancy, how it was stressed that everybody kind of stays active and right. Active is a very subjective term because if you were running marathons before, you know, you, you can keep that up. But then of course, if you were in full sloth, sloth mode, like I am right now, it's really, you know, maybe this isn't the time to, you know, start running those marathons. So currently you are, you're like, you're, you're getting there, girl, you're yeah. 36 weeks into your pregnancy. Here you are, and you're still moving and you haven't gone full sloth. No, I'm still walking every day, um, trying to be as active as I can, napping too when I can, making the most of it because I've got six days to go. But um, yeah, still, still okay <laughs> getting there. <laughs> so when you were, you know, when you first found out that you were having your duo, were yes. you, um, were you actually surprised? Yes. Be, well, yes, I was. This is my second pregnancy. Um, I've already got a little girl um, who's three and eight months. She's very active, actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this was our second time round. And then um, we, me and my husband were very surprised when we went in for the scan. And they said, oh, we have another little surprise for you. Um, yeah, I think we said, oh, my God, a million mm -hmm. times. <laughs> so it's, it's just funny because even, you know, families in your situation. So yes. you are a twin. I am your, a twin. Your brothers yes. are twins. And yes. so yet oh, you would still, you're still surprised. Yes, I am. Well, the fact that also I'm, I got identical twins. So MCDA, I think that's right. <laughs> um, they don't run in families. So it's just one of those things. This egg split is just, just happens to be a chance. But I think, I think my parents are still, especially my mum is still, she still can't believe it. I can't either. <laughs> it, it's always... Even though I am a twin, it's it's so different being a twin and then, you know, being an expectant mum twin. It's so different. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. You know, we, we are so lucky to have quite a lot of twins that have twins in Twiniversity. Yeah. It's a lot of use of the word twin. But it, <laughs> it's just funny that if you were a twin, I would feel that you know, I would be less surprised if I had twins, but yeah. I don't think the shock is ever off. No. Oh I think my gosh. Maybe if we, we had, maybe if it was first time round, maybe, yeah. you know, especially because we said, you know, True. But Max, we, it'd be nice to have one more. Yeah. And it's going to be three. So um, there you go. Yeah. You know, there you but go. we're really happy. So, so <laughs> Catherine, when you first found out, were you very active in the beginning too? Or like, how has your, you know, movement slash fitness level changed yeah. or evolved during your pregnancy? 
So um, I've always been very active um, from when I was younger, um, swimming, swimming, swimming for Hampshire, um, going into rowing for four years in the gig championships and the Ciliars, and then then finding CrossFit, which is actually where I met my husband. Um, <laughs> I know, it's like a love story. Um, so... Yeah, I've always been very active and um, we actually had the first CrossFit baby, actually, which was our little girl, Evelyn. Um, so then I continued carrying on CrossFit after my little girl um, and was very active up until the pregnancy when I told my coach. Mm-hmm. Um, the amazing thing about CrossFit is um, that our coaches are pre-postnatal qualified um, and they guide you through your pregnancy, which is amazing. Perfect. So um, it was a really good community to be in. Um, every session is different, but I could scale everything to my ability and still maintain my fitness and improve my strength to help, you know, my pregnancy yeah. and hopefully recovery afterwards. Yeah. Um, when I had my first little girl, Evelyn, I had a really good birth. So I'm really hoping the same this time round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both heads are down, so fingers crossed. And it really helped with my recovery first time round. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went back pretty quickly afterwards as well. Um, so everything was really good. So they scale your movements and yeah. they really help um, with every session you go to. That is, it's so important to find you know, either exercise classes or personal trainers that can specifically work with expecting families because there you can't do everything. And it's not like, I'm not saying that you can't do everything, but there's yeah. going to be certain limitations and there are things that you don't want to ever endanger yourself. Now, I will go yeah. on the record and say, we have quite a few like power lifting moms yeah. and yeah. that stresses me out because I'm always worried that the bar (laughs) is going to like fall on, on the babies or whatnot. But if you are a professional, obviously, you know, they know what they're doing and they're, Mm -hmm. they're guided by great people, but it's not something, you know, I I don't think that people should typically be taking up like powerlifting, you know, once they find out that they are expecting their duo. So when you're things you can do as well to, um, you know, like low impact movement, swimming, walking, Mm -hmm squats brushing your teeth doing some squats you know that really helps anything really so like speaking about that right when you if you're like I don't have time to move and you know I'm working a full-time job I'm raising bonus older children and it's it's very complicated how be you know how do we find time how much time do we really need like if we're if we're really going to say okay I'm going to commit yeah. to moving more how much should we be moving when should we be moving are we better off in the morning or evening or is there not you know one particular recipe for anybody I think it depends on the individual I'm very much a morning person I like to get up I will make time in the morning um that's when I did my classes etc and then I'd go to work mm-hmm. um you know pretty much full time um and then in the evening, I'd be tired. Obviously, being pregnant as well, you are tired <laughs> a lot more so than, uh, especially mm-hmm. with twins. Um, but walking, um, being on conference calls, if you can, or if you're on the phone, walking up and down the corridors. Mm-hmm. I did that quite a lot in my job, so I wasn't sat down all the time. Um, you know, making that time, setting your alarms if you can, but it's so important. And 
I did have two weeks actually where I was really busy with work and I struggled to go to my CrossFit classes and I wasn't walking and I mm-hmm. felt awful. I felt yeah. sluggish. Oh, I mentally I wasn't I wasn't right. I yeah, I was tired and angry, you know, what it's like. Um and then I went back to making the time and it made such a difference as well um for me mentally, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the the funniest things is there's like a whole line of TikToks that show people just going outside in a grumpy mood. And it's like, you know, going for a walk for my mental health. It really is all connected. And Mm -hmm. so if you are experiencing, you know, anxiety and depression or frustration during your pregnancy, it, how simple is it to literally, well, I shouldn't say how simple it is. A simple thing that you could do that doesn't cost anything is literally just get up and start moving your body. And those endorphins kind of kick in and and help you move along. Now, if you wanted to kind of take something a little bit more seriously, should you? Like if you're like, okay, now I am home. I am going to scale back on my work. I'm having these babies. I Mm want to make my body my priority. Mm-hmm. How could somebody start with that if they really, if it wasn't their priority before? I think don't start anything too strenuous that you haven't done before. Like mm-hmm. I've done CrossFit now for four years, so I could scale back, but maintain my fitness doing something I love um, as well. But if it's, I wouldn't start anything new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do it when you when you just found out you're pregnant. But maybe um, you know some Pilates and yoga and doing some kind of low key like swimming, like I mentioned before, is really good. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually done swimming this time round, but I did do first time round um, a little bit with my when I was pregnant with my singleton. Um, and I think just low impact that would re- that really helps with your body and your movements and again mentally as well. So low impact. Um, sports is really good to do that you could start doing yeah Um, and I think it does help for um, post recovery as well I think you wouldn't sign up for a marathon if you haven't done any training you know you you need to start you're kind of somewhere um, um, and I think you just wouldn't go into something doing nothing so (laughs) yeah to um, you know low impact stuff is quite important I think so what is your schedule like? Like now, literally, you're you're at the end here. You are yeah. at your final stretch. You see the finish line, literally and yeah. figuratively. It's right there. What kind of movements are you doing every day to stay active, even at this late stage of your pregnancy? Well, actually, I probably stopped my CrossFit classes at about 33 weeks mm-hmm. um, because there was talk of my consultant saying they might induce me at 34. Yeah. Um, because one of the twins um, growth slightly tailed off. Okay. So I did stop. And also that's when I stopped work. Um, but since then, I've maintained walking. I mm-hmm. do a lot of walking every day. Um, I find that helps. So I kind of stopped CrossFit then, but okay. I was doing probably about three or four days a week up until then. Um, so now I've finished work. Um, I'm relaxing a lot. I'm reading your book. Aww, thank <laughs> so you. I'm about a third of the way through. So hopefully I'll finish it before they come. Um, and I'm napping, which is fantastic. I'm like two or three hours if I can, Beautiful. which is great. So I'm I'm taking this time now to really slow down, um, make the most of some quiet time. Luckily, my daughter's at nursery three and a half days a week. Mm-hmm. So I really get that time to myself because um, that is also another 
really important part. Obviously, mm-hmm. you want your fitness, but you need your downtime and relaxation time. So um, that's what I'm really doing at the moment. And um, and I think that's that's really helped me towards the end of my pregnancy as well. Because now growth, growth for bo- both twins are doing amazingly. Um, and I think it's because I've switched off. And I know you mentioned ty- a type A person, which is mm-hmm. so me. Like I can't switch off. I can't do nothing, but I'm trying really hard. So um, I think that's something really important that you need to take into consideration as well. It's it's excruciatingly difficult if mm-hmm. you are somebody that can't stop moving. And now everyone is telling you, you know, it's you, Catherine, honestly, like this week, you have to take it easy. You yeah. have to relax. It's it, you're, it's like oh. a punishment. It honestly, it feels like a punishment. And you're like, why are you doing this to me? When, yeah. you know, when you decided to start scaling back, mm-hmm. how was that transition? And did you, you know, since you weren't doing like actual, like in like classes yeah. or practices of specifically yeah. of what you were doing, how did you transition so that you don't kind of drop off the face of the, the earth with your fitness, but still do something every day? Are you only doing little things? Are you like, okay, I'm going to do 30 minutes. Are you setting timers? How are you now, literally, at this stage mm-hmm. of the game? What is your day like? Um, I'm still quite um, in the morning. I might um, see a friend for some coffee. So I'm quite making the most of the social time as well, which is quite Good. nice. Um, and then probably doing um, a couple of walks a day, um, 30 minutes, and then and in the morning, and then maybe another 30 minutes in the afternoon if I have time, mm-hmm. if I wake up from a nap and think, actually, I'd like to um, do another walk. And then putting my feet up in the afternoon, having a nice bath, pampering myself. Um, you know, I think that's really in key, ha- making the time with my singleton child, which I know, you know, that's going to be such a different um, life for her next week. <laughs> um, so really making the most of that quality time with her as well, um, which has been lovely. So I have scaled back a lot um, and and just making the most of it, really, which is yeah. really nice. For your first pregnancy, you were mm-hmm. talking about how, you know, it helps you recover and like by being mm-hmm. fit, like it definitely got you on a better track. Yeah. Did you do anything differently with this pregnancy because it's twins versus your singleton? Do you know what? That's really interesting because I had such a good pregnancy first time around and um I was fit and active I went up I trained up until I was 39 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. um I had my little girl when she was two weeks late so 42 weeks I had oh her oh my gosh I know oh no um and I was induced um but it was all really good really good and then I was back a few weeks after really quickly so um okay. I think I put that down to my fitness also my walking mm-hmm. my trying to relaxation and breathing techniques as well um that really helped and this pregnancy I have done pretty much the same I would say exactly the same um I've still carried on my fitness with CrossFit when I'm walking okay um I've been doing bio oil all over me so I don't have any stretch marks or anything <laughs> good amazing that bio um, oil is the best oh <sighs> so good um so I I don't think I've done anything differently but I didn't want to because I had such a good experience the first time around you don't want to rent the boat no and fingers crossed both heads are down yeah so I'm hoping for a natural birth again 
but obviously we'll have to see what happens um, yeah. out of my hands. <laughs> the babies hold all the cards. We always hope for yes. the best and we expect yes. anything because we never know. They're, they're unpredictable, exactly. little teeny tiny babies. Now I want to talk about these breathing techniques. So you mentioned yes. that you, you know, your, your practice, your breathing techniques, mm-hmm. what does that look like? And how often are you doing that? Um, probably about, probably a couple times a day. If you've got more time or remember to do it more mm-hmm. then do so if the little things like when you're boiling the kettle, say like those little moments of time where you have time to do, um, simple things like your breathing exercises. So, you know, really breathing in for a few seconds, holding it and then breathing out, um, just training your body to relax and, you know, breathing such a good, um, part of obviously when you start your contractions and things like that um you will automatically go into that motion but just practice that as well like when you know doing your kegels for example that's another Mm -hmm. really good one um that you can do doing your breathing while you're doing your kegels maybe once or twice a day i've got an app for that um a reminder comes on my phone do it around that time maybe okay um so again it's all about the preparation um and like i said like you wouldn't train you would not train for a marathon so this is another way you can train as well your body so the breathing techniques and again like your quicker exercises as well you can do that coinciding mm-hmm. with each other you even like I, I know that we have some parents that if you're driving at a red light you yes. could that could be your reminder of doing some you know deep breathing and honestly like Catherine it's so funny how just literally paying attention to your breath could really benefit you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like putting aside like all the other fitness things that you may be like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. We're we're breathing anyway. Yeah. Might as well just change it up a little bit and make it a little bit more mindful and using your breath as an experience for relaxation, right? Because it's not, we're not, it's realistically, we're not going to a spa every day and we're not getting a prenatal massage every day. It's just not happening. But if we could start, I mean, honestly, like Catherine, my dream would be for all of our pregnant mamas and honestly, our papas, if you could start practicing something so simple as that, it is not just good for your physical fitness because Mm -hmm. it does, it increases brain activity. There's wonderful things that happen with breath, but the whole relaxing piece could easily translate, like you said, during your delivery. But then once the kids are here and you start feeling overwhelmed, it's a tool in your toolbox that you have used a lot. Yeah. Instead, so very often, and like, you know, Catherine, what we do here, and we'll, we'll get so many mamas that have their twenties and they'll be freaking out like after they're here. Yeah. And if you start giving yourself strategies now, yeah. whether yeah. it's physical fitness, breath exercises, taking mm-hmm. that time for yourself and getting used to it, you'll transition into 20 life easier because yeah. you'll know how to do these things. And also you're making time for yourself as well. Like that's really important. And mm-hmm. even when they're here, you know, five, 10 minutes a day, you know, try and really, I mean, I haven't, I haven't had them yet. So I don't, <laughs> I, you know, I might come on in a few months, a couple of years or whatever. <laughs> and I think, ah, um, but, you know, try and make time for yourself. I think that's really important. And actually that's one thing I never really was good at before actually i do everything for everyone else and not make time for yourself mm-hmm. but i think it's quite key you it's, know it's for critical. us to carry on as mums you yes. know <laughs> and and just people in general because if you i always think about you know being on an airplane 
and they're like, you know, put on your mask before assisting others, right? It's so cliche now and it's overused. But the thing is, is we could say that it's cliche and overused, but it's true. It's literally true. And nobody does it. None of us do it. We are all taking care of the kids and we're taking mm-hmm. care of our families. And, you know, I can't even get, I could give you a list of 800 things that I do a day. And yet yep. I would go to sleep exhausted every night. And you're like, I don't even know yeah. if I took a minute. And, you know, you get to a point as a new mom, which you've already done the first time around, you get to a point and you say like, this is, this is no longer fun. You know, no. it's, it, this is, I don't even know how people said this was going to be fun or I, there's nothing that you could do to prepare me for this. While I will tell you, there is nothing that we could do to prepare you for what's going to happen. But the no. thing that you could do is you could prepare yourself yes. for what's going to yeah. happen, right? Yeah. So like at yeah. Twiniversity, we could give you all the tips in the world, have the best guests on our podcast, but unless you're actually going to start practicing some of the things that everybody brings to the table collectively, it's, it's not going to work. And exactly. the breeze courses, absolutely you know, courses and apps like too, Catherine, yeah. there's a hundred million apps yeah. on just mindfulness and breathing, meditation, and- everything. And it's free. It's yeah. literally free. Yeah. You just have to figure out, you know, what is my, um, there was a term that another podcast guest used and it was like emotional currency. I think was the term that she used and I had never heard it before, but it's true. Like you're, you know, you may want to spend something and be like, I'm not paying for a 99 cent app forever, but what's, what are you gaining in your emotional currency? Before you got pregnant, you were already doing your CrossFit. And I love that. That's how you met your husband. I think that's so (laughs) And then once she was here and once you were getting back on your feet, how has that affected her? So how has your movement, your breathing, how besides, of course, her reaping the benefits of you feeling better about things, yeah. do you encourage her to move? And do you encourage her to breathe? Like as a parent now, what strategies have you kind of taught to her specifically to say, okay, you know, take your deep breath or whatever. So yeah. as a mom, how are you transferring down to the, that to the next generation? She's very active. She's, but she she grew up at, at at the gym, you know, at CrossFit. So she's very familiar with um what we do and exercise. And she doesn't stop. I don't think she walks anywhere. I think that's just the way she is. Yeah. But um she's very active. She's going to be very sporty. Um, she has legs up to here. You know, she's going to be oh. a lot taller than me. I'm five three. She's she's going to be <laughs> she's going to be tall. My husband's six too. So um she's going to be very sporty and um she does tap and ballet at the weekends um breathing exercises i'm not too sure she'll uh, she does that yet but i have done some yoga with her um there's one on youtube i can't I think i can't think of it i'll have to send it to you i can't remember what it's called now um but that was really good and she when i do my stretching as well she likes to imitate that so mm-hmm. um she's seeing how important stretching is as well um but yeah she's she's very active so um And she's very competitive, just like me. Oh, that's so, that's, that's so much fun. So we'll look for her in the Olympics. I'm very excited. That's going to be great. Now it's like all about the Olympics in in my house. And my daughter loves to mimic all of the ice dancers or ice skating moves just on our our floor and some socks. 
This is oh, what's wow. been happening. Yeah, where we unfortunately are have never been the sportiest. But you know, the funny thing is, is we always knew the importance of movement and yes. you know, just not being stiff. And these kids are sitting mm-hmm. at their desks for so long and oh, it, it gets so challenging. So and we our, all do it. We all yes. do it, you know. Yeah. And it's 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 hard to find things that your kids would want to do. You got lucky knowing that, you know, your daughter saw this around you. But yes. if you think like, okay. I don't have time for this, right? If yes. you, if this is your mindset and you're like, I don't mm-hmm. have time for it, just think, are you going to have your kids make time for it? Yeah. So yeah. then we're now we're saying, and I'm not saying that our kids aren't, um, are, 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 or aren't as important as we are, but we are equally as important in the things that you do to teach your kids and yeah. the things that you do to teach others. We don't apply to ourselves. Like we were just mm-hmm. saying. So even at four though, truthfully, like she's right around the corner, yeah. You could start teaching her breathing stuff and then that's going to help yeah. her with her, you know, tests in college. But sometimes, especially when you have twins, you mm-hmm. might find that one has an interest in one thing mm-hmm. and you kind of try to lump them together and it just doesn't work. Yeah. So when it comes to movement and stuff, it's important to realize that not everybody's going to have the same skill set. Yeah. And just because they have the same birthday, even for you, that they're identical yeah. really doesn't mean anything. No. No, and I know that from from being a twin, you know. So um, we have similarities and differences. We were both, I was probably maybe a bit more sportier um, than my brother. Um, But yeah, I completely, because I can see that because, you know, like you you can sometimes just share the same birthday. I remember you said in another podcast and and that's pretty much it, you know. Um, And they might have so many other differences. So it's important to make sure that um, you, you you know, look after both of their interests mm-hmm. and um, their differences. So, yeah, we we shall see. <laughs> we might be chalk and cheese. <laughs> you, you will be totally fine. I think you have the benefit of being a twin. Like that, yes. that alone is really going to do great yeah. for you because then yeah. you could always, like in your well-used toolbox is, did I like this when I was younger? Yeah. You know, like, did I like when people did that to me, whether it's dressing alike, whether it's, yeah. you know, lumping people skill set in the same thing, it's, it's tough, you know, for us moms, right. That didn't, didn't have the benefit of being a twin. It's very yeah. challenging for us to sometimes see that because we're so used to having them as a set, right. So yeah. from pregnancy, they have the same home mm-hmm. and then you come home and you do things together and you're like, we're taking the same car trips. So it's tough when they start to get a little bit bigger, like your daughter's age and see that, holy smoke, you know, now, now what are we going to do? And there are plenty of things that your kids could do fitness wise that are not, you know, gender specific. And one of the the craziest things that I I don't know if we did it by accident or whatever, but my kids were in Brazilian jujitsu from the age of five. Wow. And interesting. <laughs> it was very interesting because their schools didn't have sports because welcome yeah. to New York City. Not every school okay. you know, has teams of stuff, but yeah. we were fortunate enough to find a place that had kids classes. And I was like, okay, what could I walk to? Right. So mm-hmm. like, where could we go? That's going to be easy for us to get to, because that plays a role. If you don't have a car, like some families yeah. like us yeah. and you know, what's something that would be both beneficial to both of them? Because yeah. if I went to, you know, basketball, they're not going to both do basketball. And if you do baseball, not, you know, very rarely will they allow everybody on a team. And so specifically, since I have boy girl twins, we were yeah. like, okay, what could we do that could both benefit them? And let's see. 
I was very lucky that they both took to it like a fish to water. So my daughter loved it for like the feral end of it. Like she was just like, she would love to like flip the boys over her shoulder at like the age of six. They were already doing that. I think my daughter would like that. (laughs) It's it's a sport that I don't think a lot of people will think immediately kid sport, but Mm -hmm. it's true because even like Muay Thai, which is kickboxing, which you'd be like, why the heck is my kid going to do kickboxing? Yeah, But it's- it's them just kicking a bag. That's yeah. it. Just go. You're forget yeah. your your angries out. You yeah. know, and they are so. Um, I think martial arts in general, they're very mindful of like the breathing yeah. and yeah. of the respectfulness of your component, mm-hmm. and you always take that into consideration. And it's a gift that was given to you that you know you don't really see that in the the football and the baseball. No. No. You're not really, you know. You're not, you, you may, you're not really paying as much respect to no. your opponent. It's not a one-on-one like, one thing. I'm going to think about that one, you know. Oh, it's that's so great. Different. Yeah. yeah. I like different things. And Quirky. it's still, my kids stopped. I don't remember when they stopped, but they went for quite a few years. I believe they both got up to yellow belts and till, still to this day, they could use those techniques. And yeah. then of course, now that they're, my kids are teenagers, I think as far as like safety goes, and yeah, it's another, ridiculous. it's another well-used tool yeah. in their toolbox. Yeah. Like God forbid, not saying that you ever want something to happen, but it's a mm. practical, it's a very practical yeah. skill. So it's, it's just interesting that when it comes to fitness, people often think this is the way it needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm pregnant. I am going to go to a swim class and do a prenatal yoga class. That's yeah. there. There That There's may not be right things. for you. Yeah. Right. That may not be. And then it translates into if you start accepting that there isn't a normal or a typical, Mm -hmm. then it translates into your family. And then when you have your kids, you're like, no, you don't have to be cookie cutter and you don't have to do what everybody else does. But sometimes people just get stuck and they get stuck in this. This is what is supposed to happen. There is no suppose for anybody right now Um, in my full sloth mode. This is what is supposed to happen. But I know you have to move because you get stiff and especially in the winter time. And you're like, I don't want to go out, but there's so many things that you could do that cost nothing. Like you said, the knee bends during your, your tooth brushing that are so fantastic. Now, do you, how long do you give yourself a break after the twenties get here? Like, let's say knock on wood, we have a full on vaginal delivery. Everybody pops out with two sneezes. You're good. That's all it was. (laughs) What is your recovery going to be like? Like, what's the grace that you give your body? Um, well, after eight, we obviously vaginal birth, um, it's, um fingers crossed um about after eight weeks you can start um running again doing the impact things um doing weights carefully um building up again your strength Mm -hmm. um but again like week on week um you know like a gentle jog um I wouldn't go into anything um crazy because your body took nine months to grow one or two beautiful or more uh, babies you know let's and you've got the fourth trimester, so you've got to really take that time to recover. You know, nine months in, nine months out. Um, it probably takes about that amount of time for your body to recover. So you need to be gentle with it. You need to appreciate it. Like, um, I wanted to go back full on last time. I messaged my coach and said, "I'm ready to come back." You know, I want to come back and 
And she said, okay, we'll come in and we can talk and we need to see what your muscles are like. Mm -hmm. Um, So she examined my tummy. um, Exactly. So it's all really careful. Um, But again, with any sport or whatever you're doing, just really be gentle, be mindful about um, your body and um, how long it took to create Mm -hmm. these babies. So um, it's going to take about the same time to, um, yeah go well, back to normal, I suppose. <laughs> uh, definitely. It, it takes a minute. And one thing that I want to say to our listeners, when you heard yes. Catherine say that they checked her tummy, one of the big issues, especially with the multiple birth pregnancy is something called diastasis, where your yes. abdominal wall is like, mm, we're not going to quite go back to what we were supposed to be. And in, in the twin university classes that I teach, I always do this like very weird demonstration about how, you know, you have two best friends and they live next to each other. And then the babies came and they had to move apart. So as your belly's as your belly grows, your muscles stretch and they move and sometimes what happens is they don't want to move back into the same spot. It is um not super common, but it's actually not super uncommon. So it's it's kind of right there in the middle, but you should definitely be examined by, you know, by your doctor to say okay, yes, yeah. everything looks like it's going back in the right direction and if it's not Instead of it just being an importance of fitness, it's actually an importance of physical therapy because there are things that you could do and ways that you could move that could assist it into getting yourself back on track. So everybody is like, oh my gosh, you know, my abs are never coming back. I look, you know, I still look like I'm, you know, six months pregnant and the babies are already six months. So if you're running into something and you notice that there is some kind of abnormality, always just ask right? Just ask, just go for a checkup, check, but you should always check with your doctor before you do anything significant Mm -hmm. because there's things that they're going to look for that we wouldn't even know. So we might be like, we feel fine. Everything is fine. And then they're like, okay, so they'll ask you a whole bunch of questions and, you know, you might uncover some stuff that doesn't say that you're not fine, but then you just may need, you know, another week or two to, to yep. heal and get better. Yep. So it's, it's so important if you can stay moving mm-hmm. during your pregnancy and during the first year, the funny part is, as you know, Catherine, there's going to be no sitting down. There's not going to be much of sitting down <laughs> once the twenties are here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with your long legged daughter, you will be running after her <laughs> yes. as always. It's Which gonna I can't be, do right now. <laughs> it's going to be extra fun once they get here, but I'm, I'm so like happy that you came in and talked to us today because when people are, especially that we get to talk to you kind of at like this peak pregnancy. Yes. And so often people will be like, this is what I did. I think this is what I did. Was this what I did? That's Mm. kind of how it goes when you're on the other side of the fence. But the fact that you're, (laughs) yeah, that you're, you're in it right now, you know, 36, one, you're still moving, you're moving differently than you did. Here's your plan for, you know, delivery. Here's your plan for Mm -hmm. post-delivery. It is so important that you think about that. If it's something that's important to you, Mm -hmm. if this is going to be a priority, whether it's your breathing or your fitness, you make, you could still make it a priority just because you're having twins. Doesn't mean you have to throw everything out the window. You may just have to change it a little bit so that you know, you could accommodate it without being too overbearing on yourself because that's the other issue, right? Because Catherine, as you know, is a type A person. Yes. You could easily go to the the bad side of things Mm -hmm. and try to do too much too soon or too much in general. So when you think about it, 
how do you determine what your balance is? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to work on that. I think <laughs> I need to, I, and obviously my mom being, um, um, having two sets of twins, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming from that side and having, I've got a, a really close friend as well. She's got twin girls who are three, um, you know, they say accept help, you know, yeah. and all this, if people offer it, accept it. And that's very on me, but I'm changing as a person. I'm adapting. You know, I didn't think I was ever going to have twins, you know, who thinks that, but you have to change and listen to people's advice. Um, Mm -hmm. And before, after I had my little guy, Evelyn, I wanted to get straight back to the gym, but my coach said, no, let's take it slow. It's important. (laughs) And it's it's learning from, from people's expertise um, and other advice and just, you know, I know that I will go back to normal like I did before. My mm-hmm. swelling will go down. I where will I will wear my wedding rings again, you know. You <laughs> but you know what? It's time and um I'm gonna make the most of the time when they're little and um cherish that because I know how quickly it goes. So yeah. having, you know, having one pregnancy and now this is my second time, I've learned a lot from that and a lot from my fitness and how to go back to it. And I know what, you know, I've signed up for a half marathon out the end of next you know end of this year you know um but I can start doing that you know when they're six months old I can Mm -hmm. start training for that and but the first few months I'm just gonna take it in my stride yes I'm so (laughs) proud of you I really am and I'm so I'm so proud that you you really have a good head on your shoulders and you're being very realistic about Mm -hmm. what's going to happen for you yeah yeah. And I, I love that. And it's really, everybody needs to evaluate what that looks like for them. So mm-hmm. Catherine, honestly, thank you so much for taking your day time from your day that, you know, I'm glad you didn't do one deep knee bend while we were on this whole time. <laughs> I mean, a little disappointing, but I know that you have inspired me to, to do a little bit, maybe maybe pay a little bit more attention to my breathing. Cause that's one thing that I could even do between taping podcasts and between yeah. meetings and phone calls. It, it gets overwhelming, but mm-hmm. I don't have to do, you know, 200 sit-ups in between no. podcasts. It's starting Put it little... in your diary, five minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it today. <laughs> Thanks to you, Catherine. Thank you so much for playing with us today. Thank you so much. It's been it's been lovely. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading the rest of your book. And mm. I'll, um, I'll keep you posted in the next few weeks. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So Catherine, you stay right there. And for the rest of you guys, know that if you need anything or if you have a question for Catherine and you're like, okay, I have a question about this. I want to talk more about finding my next husband at CrossFit. Then you could just email us at community at twiniversity.com. But fear not because we're going to put all of Catherine's info below in our show notes. So you could go stalk her on social because it's fun and it's wonderful. And she's one of us. She was one of us, right? As twins. And now she's going to be bonus one of us. So if you need anything from her, feel free to drop her a DM as well as me. We are just at Twiniversity every single place on this universe. We have no creativity or branding. I don't know. It depends on what you say. I say we have no creativity. So we are just at Twiniversity on every single social platform. And from now and always know that we will be here for you. I genuinely hope that you enjoyed this episode of our Twiniversity podcast. And if you did not hate it and you were like, eh, it was okay. Don't forget to like and subscribe because that is the way that, you know, the algorithm gods get us out there into the universe so that we could help even more twin families. So until next time, guys, see you later, alligators, and thanks for listening. 